uh, honor and privilege, and I look forward to when I get to come home, um, at least hoping my dad won't, wouldn't have um, not let, heard the last time I preached, like, he can't preach this ne- next time, but um, I just appreciate the honor and just the privilege, and if you could turn in your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 13, and we're going to be looking at one verse this evening, one verse in Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 23. <clears throat> and this is Solomon um, writing the Proverbs here, and he says this. He says, Much food is in the tillage of the poor, but there is that, but there is that is destroyed for one of judgment. Let me read that one more time. Much food is in the tillage of the poor, but there is that is destroyed for want of judgment. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just um, thank you for the opportunity to be able to stand up here, Lord, and just proclaim your word, Lord. I just pray that um, your word would shine through, Lord, that you would speak to hearts, Lord, and that it would be a blessing, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, football season is coming around, and I'm a Giants fan, and I can't, um, I think about when I first became a Giants fan in that year, that was the year the Giants won um, their first Super Bowl with Eli Manning, Super Bowl 42. And they had this amazing wide receiver who ended up catching the winning touchdown for that Super Bowl. His name is Plaxico Burris. He, the next year, he didn't show up to training camp. And he said, unless you pay me more money. And then he kept skipping practices. He had an ankle injury. And he, one time the team left him here in New York because of his injury. And he wasn't allowed to go with them and play. But he had it all at that point. He was one of the premier wide receivers at that time. He had Eli Manning. He was setting records or getting ready to set records. He was receipt. It was, he had it. And then he showed up in the news the next weekend because he'd gone to a place where he shouldn't have been with a gun that he didn't own, that he shouldn't have had. And he ended up, because he didn't know how to use a gun, ended up shooting himself in the leg and ended up spending the next two years of what had been his prime time in his career sitting in prison. Then he came back, and they tried to get the Jets took him, and he didn't do much, and now he's with the Steelers. But pretty much it was a football player who had it all, but because of his decisions and his lack of wisdom, his lack of just discretion, his lack of being able to make a common-sense decision... He's now on the total other end of the spectrum. And he, you might call this failed potential. You might call it something, he could have done this, but because of his, of his decisions, he is now here. And everyone has failed to complete the full potential of some decision in their life. There's something they look back and they say, I could have done better at that, but my decision here hindered me in the long run. But wouldn't it be terrible to not fulfill what God has for your life? We're not just talking about one thing here. We're talking about your life. Wouldn't it be terrible that the Lord said, when you get to heaven, the Lord said, I had this for you, but because of your decisions, you only got here. We see people, we hear of people all the time who have dropped out of the ministry because of the decisions they've made, who haven't reached, who haven't been able to do what God has called them to do because of the decisions they've made. They didn't live up 
to their full potential, you might say. Well, here in this verse, we have the story of a farm that has a fertile field, but it never seems to grow much. It never seems, it always seems that this farmer is poor. It, oh, you look at his field and you say, why isn't it growing? You look at the farmer, he has a field in the verse, but he's always poor, season after season. Well, what would seem to be the problem? Here in verse 23, it says, much food is in the tillage of the poor. Well, in the Bible day, in the Bible's days at this time, many of the people lived on what would be called a subsistence diet, or they grew what they needed for that year. If they didn't grow what they needed for that year, they went hungry. They needed all the food that their land could produce, or their tillage. What tillage is, it is simply the plowed land. It is the land that can be planted. It is the land that should be planted. It is the land that is going to grow that farmer's crops. And when the Bible says much food is in that land, it is saying that land has the possibility of growing that food. The poor in the Bible days were people who were going without the daily necessities. They were people who needed help just to make it from day to day. And you look at the land, and it says much food is in the tillage of the poor, but this is food that hasn't been grown yet. This is food that has to be planted and cultivated in order to be grown. It is saying that the land has the ability to produce much food. If properly planted, the tillage could produce more than was needed by saying much food. The reason why this person was poor was not because his land was insufficient. It's saying much food. He had more than enough. The land had more than enough ability to produce more than he needed. The reason why this person was poor was not because he didn't want to grow food. He needed food. He, that's how he lived. By what he grew is what he lived by. But he's still poor. If the resource, he had the resources to grow what this man had the resources to grow, what he needed for that year for his family. And more than enough. Yet, we find out that he is poor, according to the passage. If the resources were there, what kept the land from producing the needed food? If the, if the land could produce more than enough food, then what is the problem? Well, we find in the second part of the verse, but there is that is destroyed for want of judgment. A want of judgment will destroy the resources of the land with the farmer. A lack of discretion. A lack of wisdom. A farmer who refuses to exercise proper wisdom in the way he plants, in how he plants, when he plants, how he waters, how he takes care of his crop, is, will never reap a good crop. A person who refuses to listen to those who know more or says, I'm going to do it my way when that is not the correct way, is not going to produce the needed food. In fact, he will destroy, according to the verse, what he needs for that year. Um, an illustration of this in um, history of this same principle is during the Civil War. 
there was the Battle of Gettysburg. It is called the high tide of the Confederacy. It was basically the Confederacy's best chance, but also their last chance to win the war, to win their civil war. But Lee, we find a time during this battle. They had come and they had driven the Union troops back the first day. And the Union troops had taken the high ground outside of town, on the other side of town. Lee was going to attack the next day. One of his generals, General Longstreet, told him, if they're up there in the morning, it is because they want you to attack him. They want you to attack them. General Lee thought that this would be a great blow to the morale of his men if he retreated in the face of the enemy. They had just beaten them the day before. This was a time to strike the decisive blow and win the war. This was a time, if they defeated the Union troops, they would then march to Washington and the war would have been over. And Longstreet told them, if they're there, it is because they want you to attack them. Lee did not listen and said he attacked the next day and what resulted in his troops were thrown back. They, att- they swung the Union line around more, but they retreated. The final day of the Battle of Gettysburg was what is infamously known as Pickett's Charge, where he ordered 15,000 of his best troops to walk across a mile of open field and attack the Union lines. They had insufficient artillery to make the Union lines crumble. And Longstreet warned of what would happen, but Lee would not listen. In the end, he ended up destroying more than a division of his army. And never again would his army be the same. His general, General Pickett, told him, he was told, sir, you need to look to your division. General Lee was told, I have no division. Because he would not listen, he did not use proper wisdom and proper discretion, and he ended up destroying his army. Because not only was a, does a farmer who, dis, who doesn't take care of his own field destroy his own possibilities to be, to have what he needs, he's going to destroy what he needs for that year, but a person in leadership, by a lack of wisdom on their part, can destroy their followers' land, destroy their followers' ability to grow enough food. You see, this man was without what he needed because he destroyed his resources by a lack of judgment. The reason he did, the reason the farmer in this passage was poor was he destroyed what he needed, destroyed his ability to produce what he needed by a lack of judgment. Okay? So we say, well, that's a farmer. That's that. But what does it mean to me? You see, we cannot serve God like we should. Full, our full potential in our service for God cannot be reached when we destroy what God has given us by not following what God has told us to do. When we don't have, when we use a lack of judgment of God's wisdom, we can destroy what God has given us to serve Him. And see, this is what the passage is talking about to us, and it can talk about the physical aspect, such as 
money and what it's talking about. Food often translates automatically with their food would be money to us today. If you don't use the biblical, the Bible warns us about the dangers of debt, about the dangers of spending too much, stuff like that. If you don't use Bible wisdom, which comes from God in the area of some finances, you can find yourself not able to serve God as you'd want to. There's young men who graduate from Bible college, but because they had to have that car or they had to have that certain thing, they find themselves burdened with debt. And then when they go to a church, they can't serve like they should. But not only does it apply to the physical, it applies so much to the spiritual because God has given each person the potential they need to serve God. You can look at someone and say, well, if I had what they had, I could serve God. If I had, you know, I can't serve God with what I have. But um, the land that is talking about in this passage was land that had been divided to them by God in the book of Joshua. It is the land that God had given to them, and it was enough for their family. And it may not be the same amount, which you feel that you don't maybe not have the same amount as what someone else has, but God hasn't shortchanged anyone. No one has the same talents. No one has exactly the same call. But each person has what they need to serve God effectively. And everyone is responsible for how they use what God has given them. God has called us to be stewards, is the word the Bible uses, where we take care of someone else's goods. And what we do with what God has given us, God is going to judge each one of us personally. But if we do not use godly wisdom in how we serve God, we're going to end up destroying the very thing that God gave us to serve Him with. We're going to end up looking and say, well, how? why am I not where I want to be spiritually? Why is my, you might say, why is my prayer life not what it should be? Well, maybe you're making ungodly choices in the use of your time and the use of your finances. Why can't I give to missions like I'd want to? Why am I not able to do this? What we need to do is go to God and ask Him for His wisdom to make the proper choices so we will not destroy what He already given us. Because on our own, we will destroy what God has given us. Because our wisdom is not good enough to use what God has given us. We look at some Christians today who have been saved for many years and we look, well, why aren't they? They should be serving God like here. But why isn't that happening? Men sometimes are called to preach and then we see them get another job and that will take them out of church. It's because a want of judgment or a lack of wisdom, a lack of discretion, will destroy the things that God wants to produce in your life. Decisions to please the flesh now has destroyed so many people throughout history. They're like, I want, it, I want this now rather than following God's wisdom and they end up not being able to do what God wants them to do. And you can waste your opportunities to learn, to grow, waste your time. You could spend your time even saying, well, if I only had that, like I already mentioned. You can say, but I don't have what I need to serve God. But God has given you, remember we go back to the verse, it said much food is in the tillage of the poor. There was more than enough if proper wisdom had been applied. The answer to not destroying your own ability 
to produce what you need in your life to serve God is to go to God for His wisdom in life. James 1.5 says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. Because wisdom from God is the only thing that will keep us from destroying our ability to serve God. And we get the wisdom of God from His Word, from showing up to church and listening to the preaching. Because when we do not heed to God's wisdom, when we choose our own wisdom over God, we are making choices that are going to destroy our ability to have what we need to serve God. You look at someone who says, well, I don't care what the Bible says about tithing. That's just not for me. Well, the Bible says this is God's way. This is the way it needs to be done. And God's blessings cannot fall on that person until they obey God's word. When you, just, when you make your own decision to step away from what the Bible has already said, you are making a decision to destroy your ability to serve God. Because God's blessings will not fall on someone who is in rebellion against God. God hasn't, if you look at your life and say, well, maybe, you know, why don't I have what they have? Why isn't my spiritual walk reached the next level? Well, let's start at the beginning. Where have I not been applying God's wisdom? Where have I been used, having a lack of judgment in my life? Where is an area that I am not serving God as I should? Because when we don't serve God as we should, we don't use His wisdom, we're going to end up making decisions that are going to hinder us from serving God, period. They're, going to, they're not going to keep us from being able to serve God at all, but our full potential, we're going to be poor in our service for God. Because we're going to be dependent, we're going to have to be coming to the preaching and the services. Instead of being able to serve, we're going to have to be the ones being helped. And God hasn't called us just to show up and sit in a pew. He's called us to show up and serve and to do, and to do what He has commanded us and to go out. But if we are not using God's, God's wisdom in our lives, things are going to happen it's going to destroy our ability to actually serve God. And you're going to wonder, why can't I be used to serve in the nursery, to serve in children's church, to serve in singing special music? Well, let's go back to the Bible and let's start asking God for wisdom. Well, how should I do this in raising my kids? How should I do this in just daily life, daily decisions at work, being a testimony at work? Because the even more dangerous part about it is not only can you destroy your own potential, but when you are not following God, you're going to lead others. Others who are under your influence are not going to be following God because if you're a leader, you only can lead people to as high as you've gone. And if you're not in obedience to God, you can cripple those underneath you and they won't be able to serve God like they should, at least in some extent, because you are not, as the leader, doing it in your family. If you're not making godly decisions in the family, that will not allow your children to see God's blessings. It won't allow just 
it will destroy some of their ability to serve God as well because they won't be where they should be and because you're not where you should be. But God has given each of you the ability that you need to serve God personally. You can't be dependent upon what everyone else is doing. God has given each one of you what you need to serve God. And it's up to you personally to go to God and to get wisdom from Him to, so you can serve God as you should and have what you need to serve God. Because God has given you, but what are you going to do with it? Are you, not, are you looking at your life and saying, well, what's happening? Why isn't this happening? What decisions? Is it a lack of judgment that is keeping you from going where you need to go? Because God has the wisdom if we will simply obey what God has already commanded us in His Word. And then, rather than being much food is in the tillage of the poor, but there is that it's destroyed for one of judgment, we can look at what God has given us and we can look at our decisions and we can see that we are no longer poor, but because we're using godly decisions, we can serve God as we should.